putting your uh, property out there on the internet, internet, especially with all the bans that are happening and all the legislation, all this stuff. And some people might not want to put their information out there. Is there a way to promote your um, property without, like, you know, <laughs> giving away where you're at kind of thing? Sure. Um, the way you do that is rather than the, the strategy that I just um, gave you, you would simply run traffic straight to your Airbnb page. Okay. So, you, so there are multiple ways to do this. That's not the only one. That's just the one. The one I gave you is just the one that converts the best. Um, because if they want to get more bookings, that's that's going to do it for sure. Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode. Of live, let throw. See, I never know if you're gonna go high or low on me, so you keep me guessing. <laughs> so I gotta have that, you know, multiple. Oh, you guys are piece of work. Multiple range. <laughs> Definitely. Who was that yeah, voice? We heard a voice come through. Is that EJP that? in the house? That is EJP. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That was uh, that was a, a nickname that um, my family used to call me was EJ. EJ. So they, they call me EJ or uh, my cousin who couldn't pronounce my name correctly when we were six and seven would call me Eric. And I'm like, they still remind me of that. And I'm going, come on, guys. Eric? Eric. Eric pronounced the I. <laughs> I'm like, Eric JP. So this is going to yeah. be a great episode. We have a great guest on. Um, this is episode 96, contrary to popular belief. Of Live Let Thrive, uh, the famous um, Airbnb, VRBO, Home Away, all that share economy podcast. Your be- your favorite one, and you keep tuning in to us. We don't know why, but you know, I guess y'all enjoy it. So we could make we'll keep making these. How about it, Micah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, we've been on a roll. We almost to a hundred. We got to do something special for a hundred. But yes, we do have a, our special guest on, Eric J. Pierce. And we're about to talk about how to boost your listing to the top with Facebook ads. Facebook ads. Right. The exciting yes, world sir. of SEO. Yes, sir. So, so PPC. <laughs> EJP yeah, and PPC. SEO and PPC. <laughs> All right. So, Eric, you do um, tell us your story, man, a little bit, if you, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, my career in marketing and sales goes back 21 years. And uh, it originally started. Actually, I take that back. It goes back about how old am I now? About twenty nine, twenty nine, thirty years now. Oh, my wow. first, my first deal I ever made was when I was six years old. <laughs> yeah, and that's when my career started. It actually started with a golf bag. I was a huge golfer. At Still six years old, um, you were golfing. I played for a while, but. Uh, I was a big-time golfer when I was a kid, and um, I used to like negotiating. It started, obviously, with my parents, as it usually does. And um, I was there, there was a golf club I was going to a lot, and uh, there was a bag in the club shop, and I really loved this bag, and I was like, I want this bag. And they told me what the price was, and I said, I'm not going to pay that. And uh, so for about four months, long story short, for about four months, I worked on them, told them the price I was going to pay, and um, came down to the last day that I got it. I said, all right, guys, are you going to give me this bag 
for I think I think I wanted I think I wanted it for like twenty five bucks. It was like a fifty dollar bag or something like that. So I was pretty heavy in the negotiations. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, you know what? You've been asking us every day. We're getting a little tired of it. So yes, you can have it for twenty five bucks. I said, well, as long as it took you to make this decision, you should throw in the club head covers too. they said um they said uh well we can't do the head covers but we'll give you a discount on the head covers how about that i was like all right that's fine so i got my bag and my head covers and uh used them for a little bit and then flipped them (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so i uh what i did was i went around to all the the kids at the range there when we we were you know hitting golf balls and playing uh, playing golf practicing and all that stuff and I started telling them um, that they needed to go in the shop and get the golf bags in there because the club shop was giving discounts to kids or something like that so all the parents went in there and bought up all their inventory and uh, and they, only, they gave them a discount just because I was telling everybody they were giving a discount so that was kind of my first um, my first uh, role into sales and marketing as that, far as I remembered, anyway. So that's when you oh. you, you bagged your first deal, right? <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, from there I went into um, into the finance world. My uh, my family had a brokerage firm. Let me move my monitor up. Hey, there we go. I can actually move my screen. <laughs> so uh, so my family had a, a brokerage firm. It was in you know, commodities futures stuff like that um, back in the day. And uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He started the business in 1985 out of the basement of our condo. And uh, started with some friends. A year later, we ended up, uh, he ended up registering it basically as an official uh, brokerage firm. And um, I got my start into that. I mean, I was always around it. So I was always around marketing, marketing and sales and basically kind of the deal making thing and talking to customers and learning what their, what their issues were and solving them. And, uh, what happened was uh, when I was about 16, I started spending more time in the office. 17 came along. I started working and, um, I wasn't a licensed broker, but what I was doing is I was doing like all the email outreach and all that. This was, this was before Facebook, before social media, before any of that. So it was old fashioned, just grunt work. Figuring out what people were responding to, we didn't have, we didn't have the you know the KPIs to look at and, the, and all that data to look at. So this was basically on response. So what did you think of the email? <laughs> you know, asking questions or sending an email out asking more questions, waiting for their response. So it was really you know what we have now with with Facebook and, and these digital platforms. The data collection is. I've never seen anything like it before in, in my career. I mean, going back to what I was doing was all manual work, and now all that's just calculated automatically. Now we can track all these people. We can basically predict. It's basically predictive marketing, which is incredible. I mean, I never thought, I never thought I'd see anything like this, where we can predict what someone's going to do next. Hmm. So going back to when I got that start, um, uh, we had, it was a multi-million dollar business, um, and we were, we had touched in the, in the eight-figure area, 
And um, most of this was done from cold calling, email marketing, things like that. And uh, what it came down to is just figuring out what the, you know, what the hook was. Um, and a lot of the times it just came down to service. And so I've always been a b- big believer in you take care of the customer and the money will follow. Um, there's a lot of agencies that are popping up right now. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of marketers popping up that are, that are money focused. Um, there's a huge movement going on right now in, in digital advertising world. And it's, it's really a broken system that's been created. And so what I'm trying to do from this 21 years that I've been, you know, doing this is basically not fix a broken system, but create a new system because it's hard to fix something that's broken. It's a lot easier to start something fresh that goes against the grain and, uh, you know, be looking face forward out the windshield rather than looking in the rearview mirror. If you're looking at the rearview mirror, you're watching your competition. Looking out the windshield is when you're focused on the customer. And, um, and so that's where I got my start. And then, you know, things just evolved from there. And I found myself in Facebook and uh, believed in the platform and thought, this is incredible. I've got to be a part of this. And about two years ago, I started, um, started working in that direction. Now, so, now, oh, go ahead, okay, go ahead, Micah. Okay. Now, I guess if you could give us a a, a brief, because you say, I mean, the stuff they can do now is, you know, they they know us what we're gonna do before we do it. That's insane. But like yeah. a brief, like synopsis of the of the history of SEO, because I always hear, you know, like we talked about off the air about Tim Ferriss and stuff like that, and he come and he brings people on that have, you know, the they've started businesses and founders and CEOs, all this stuff. And a right. lot of the founders, you know, back from back in the day, they'll say stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, SEO was like a new thing, you know, on Google, on, on Facebook. And we used to, we could just go on there and just and we knew how to rig it to get our our <laughs> our right. company to yeah. the top of the thing. He goes, but they caught on to what we were doing. And so now they fi- they figured out a way to to charge us to do that instead. You know and, what I'm saying? So how was the old and- Wild West of SEO? <laughs> Well, we never did, believe it or not, we never did SEO in the business. Um, and I actually never even got into SEO. Um, SEO, search engine op- optimization, for those that uh, may not know, that is where you're going into a search engine uh, like Google, or uh, there's a bunch of them now. There's Google, there's Startpage, you've got Bing, you've got uh, multiple others. They're all, all competing. The thing is, is, th- is the one that really kind of pierces through that obviously is Google. They 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 change things because they simplified the process. And um, SEO is definitely a game changer because somebody could you know they want to search for something. Um, obviously that's that would be search marketing. And the the issue with search marketing is that it's real really deal and price focused. So in other words, people aren't really looking for they're looking for value, but value is secondary to price. What Facebook is is actually um, it's pay per click, which is PPC. That's what I was mentioning earlier. So what what happens is the difference is it's disruptive marketing, meaning you are the only one on the page rather than fighting for you know to be on the top ten of page one and then trying to maintain your ranking um, by having to focus on content, which is fine. But you can't copy somebody else's content and make a couple edits to it, like you know some websites try to do, because Google catches that. 
the algorithm in Google will see that you copied somebody else's content, even if you change some of it up. And so what they'll do is they'll de-rank you. Hmm. So if you don't have proper content, you're not going to be ranked, and you're not going to be able to get the results you're looking for. So I looked at that. That's where I started looking to uh, get into the digital space. But when I started doing the research on it, for one thing, it's a lot more expensive. Um, it's not as cheap as it used to be. Um, I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, and he talks about how... Gary V. Yeah, Gary V, boy. That dude's awesome. I love him. Me too. And so <clears throat> he, you know, when he started with Wine Library, you know, he was buying stuff for cents on the dollar. You know, five cents, and he owned, like, wine. <laughs> I mean, he, he was in the early, early, early days. So he owned all the major keywords. He, he had all that, and it was cheap. It's not anymore. And, I mean, <laughs> that was, what, 15 years ago, 12 years ago? Even 10 years ago, it was still relatively cheap compared to what it is now. And so Google, to me, was it, it's needed. Don't get me wrong. It's needed. But it's just going to keep getting more and more expensive. And I think there's going to be a third. Um, I, I'm giving you a little bit of a forecast here. But I think in the next 10 years or so, 10, 15 years, you're going to see another form of marketing that's going to come out besides SEO and PPC. Those are the two main types of digital advertising right now. And now, say, I have a question. What okay. kind of kind of marketing would you see besides PPC and SEO? It would be. It's going to be something that's going to be more uh, more predictive than what we, we already have. Think about this. Here's why. Look at what. Uh, um, now I'm just drawing a blank. I know this guy's name. <laughs> wow, how did I forget his name? Elon, Elon Musk. Okay. I'm like, because I started thinking of Larry Ellison for some reason. <laughs> the owner of Oracle. So anyway, um, Elon Musk, he's got this new product coming out. It's basically a brain implant. It plugs your, you know, it plugs your brain into a computer somewhere. <laughs> That's next okay. level. Go ahead. So this is next level. So the reason why I say what it is because I'm looking at where technology is going, where we're evolving. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to be, you'll imagine, and you know everybody's not going to go get a brain implant, trust me. But the point being is you can be wearing a hat or a pair of glasses or something that has um, uh, a frequency of some sort that plugs into your uh, your brain, plugs into your thoughts through a connection. It can it can touch you, just like a like a hearing aid, for instance, um, that plugs in. It, it you've got pads like this that touch your uh, your head, so you can they can hear better. Those that wear those. Um, so what will end up happening is you'll have these you know you'll have these computers that basically plug into your brain waves. And when you think of what you want to see or you think of a need or you, you think of something you want to buy, it's going to start popping up and showing up everywhere. Jeez. And so what will happen is it's going to follow those patterns with an algorithm and you're going to start seeing stuff before you think of it because it's watching your pattern. Hmm. That's, that's where marketing will be in 20 years. Probably quicker than that. <laughs> it's, I'm being conservative. 
because I don't want to freak people out too much. Because it already, but I'm telling you, it I'm, already kind of happens when you when you searching Facebook or something, and you talk, you thinking about something, you're talking about something all day, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a bunch of ads pop up, and you're like, how did that? You know happen? how that happens, don't you? They're listening it's because, to us. Well, they are. That's why um, you know you have Amazon Fire TV. You've got Facebook Portal now, which is Facebook's first direct to consumer product. Why else would they have that? Think That's about it. Insane. They now have a, mo- a, a a monitor that has a camera on it and a microphone, so you can talk to all your friends live, and it follows your motion because it's got motion detectors in it. <laughs> but why wouldn't it be listening to you? Nineteen eighty four, right? Nineteen eighty four. It's it's like um, what was that movie that Tom uh, Tom Cruise did? Your Minority Report. Oh yeah. Man. He walks into the mall. It scans his eyes and says, "You might be interested in this." That's where we're going. Yeah. I remember Minority Report. Can I just jump jump in with this before I forget? Because we're we're talking about it. You know, they know what we're scrolling. They know what we're looking at. They know everything. Now, I always wondered, and and, and thinking that in the back of my mind when I'm scrolling, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to look at this one too long or click on it, of course, because then everything will be filled up with that. Do they know, even if you slow down and kind of glance at a picture, like you, you hover over it for like a second, and then you keep moving on because you don't want commercial? Do they know that you did that? You just did more than an impression. So with Facebook, with the KPIs in Facebook, they oh, have what's called impression. So when you look at an impression, basically that's when an ad is presented to you, so you you see it as soon as you're scrolling through your feed. It's just like looking at somebody's posts. But the catchy part is is, uh, is the copywriting, because when you have good copywriting, they hook you with the first few words. Beyond that, it's the creatives, because their marketers, good marketers, are going to look at what your interests are, and they're going to put creatives. The creatives are what the, the images or the video. Facebook optimizes video better than anything, but they still optimize images as well. So what happens is this is why in, in my world they call it creative is king. Because when you have the right creatives that matches the avatar of your customer, uh, what an avatar is basically is you, you map out the ideal aspects of what creates your ideal customer as a marketer. So you know what their interests are, you know what they're looking at, you know what they're doing, uh, you know what age group they're in, you know what they're, you know, I mean, you figure all these things out, you map all this out, and then you match the creatives to that, what you think they might be interested in based on statistics, based on data. And Facebook provides most of this data. So um, what happens is, is the creative, I mean, when you're going through your feed, what's the first thing that catches your attention? Post. Most of the time, it might be an ad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the creative. It's the image. It's the video. It's the thing that, that hooks your eyes because your eyes see first. Yeah. Your eyes sees and then you read. So that's the first step to it. And then from there, go ahead. I, no, see I, I, I know something else they do. You know, I know something else to do. It has to be. Because then you, you, you'll scroll and you'll see like an ad starting or something. And they'll flicker like a picture of, let's say, an attractive woman. But then yep. they'll start into the thing, and you're like, it, sometimes you wait to see what that image was. They they did that. They do that crap on purpose, don't they? Oh yeah, it's to get it's to get your attention. Uh, that's why creative is king. <laughs> but all that is is when you're putting uh, when you put a a video, for instance, um, in the campaign when you're building out the campaign, 
you can choose what the thumbnail is. The thumbnail is just like when you're on YouTube. You can choose the thumbnail, and it might start off with an image, and then it flicks right into the uh, uh, the beginning of the uh, of the video, right? So uh, it's the same thing with Facebook ads. So when you um, set up the video, you can choose the thumbnail, and usually it's going to be something in there. You can choose an image that doesn't even relate to what the video is. So you can build all this stuff out, and it's designed to get your attention. They want to hook dude. you. You have 1.3 seconds to get someone's attention in the Facebook feed. That's freaky, dude. So wow. for the average person that's on there, you have to get their attention like that. Snap of a finger. You have to grab their attention. You have to keep their attention, and then you have to tell them what to do. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to reel this back in because this is what, how we how me and you connected was through a Airbnb group. Yep. I was talking about SEOs, and I was talking about Facebook ads. So... Okay, I boosted a. I, it was my first time doing it. I was like, I'm gonna just try it, see if it works. I boosted. That didn't boost a post. I created an ad for my book now to link it to my Airbnb, mm-hmm. and within I think I've spent twenty bucks so far, and mm-hmm. two hundred and thirty people have went to my, my Airbnb page, which yep. of course increases your SEO on Airbnb. So how, and and it's reached two thousand seven hundred forty three people based on the people that I've I mm-hmm. guess I've created. Sure. So it's like, how does, you know, man, it's just, it's, that's powerful, man. And you didn't even know what you were doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's so like, that's the beauty of Facebook ads. But then what happens is, is you'll, you'll go through, um, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to kind of get a continuation of where it would end up going. With Facebook, you go through cycles where you have audience, what's called audience exhaustion. So what happens is, is you'll, you'll, you'll hit your audience if you have the same thing over and over and over. What happens is it wears them out and they just get tired of seeing it. So it's almost like they, they become oblivious to it. So what happens is, is your, your results will start to decline and they'll reach a point where just you're not getting any, any results because the audience has been exhausted on that ad. So as a marketer uh, and as an agency, we usually change our, depending on how, the audience is responding how how the campaign's going. We change our creatives and copy. Um, if it's if we're seeing the cycle happen more frequently, uh, we change it once a week, once every other week. Um, if it's doing fairly well, we change it up once a month. And basically, you have to give them something new. So it can even be a different thumbnail. It can be a different video. Um, but what you do is you split test what's called split testing. So you take, you take basically two campaigns or two ads and you're going to test different creatives, but you're going to keep the copy the same, the ad copy. Um, if that doesn't work, then you're going to reverse it. If that doesn't work, then you're going to change. You just keep going back and forth until you find the, the, the winning combination. It doesn't, doesn't always take that much where you're going through like 10 different tests. Usually you can find it in one or two split tests, but it's all about optimization. And once you start to experience, it's like you go through a, a curve of your, your, um, you're optimizing, your campaign's doing well, it's doing well, it's doing well, getting great results. Then you hit a plateau where it's kind of you're getting the same results or your averages start to stay the same. And then it starts to go through a, a curve. And usually that curve happens within uh, the first 60 to 90 days of, uh, of the campaign. So you start to go through that curve where it starts declining because you're exhausting the audience. 
So what you have to do is, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm getting, pardon me if this is real technical, but I just want to kind of show you the dynamics. Please go into it. So, so what happens is you, you can do what's called a duplication. So basically, you don't have to change anything. You can duplicate. You have your, you have your campaign. You have your ad set, which is the entire, uh, all the details that make up uh, a campaign, okay, or an ad. Then you have the ad itself, which is that image, that copy, and that call to action, okay? That's the ad. So what you can do is you can duplicate um, that campaign or that ad set, and what happens is is it gets placed into a different section of the audience. So if you have an audience of 100,000 people, uh, what Facebook does is they give you 500 people, like a test group of 500 people out of that audience to see how they respond first. If they respond well, then they um, let you into the rest of the audience. If you don't do well, then basically they they just kind of, uh, like your ad just basically dies. So then you got to try again. But what, what happens is, is uh, when you duplicate, uh, or or I'll, I'll use this term to make it easier, when you clone that campaign mm -hmm. or that that ad set, if you will, that group, you go into a different section of that audience, which is a fresh section. So you didn't even have to change anything. You just basically clone that campaign and you sent it to a different audience. So let's say I've got, um, I've got this football field and I've got this football field. I've been hitting this football field until all of them are exhausted. And then when all of them are exhausted, basically the ad's kind of dying off and not producing anymore or, or the results are very minimal. So what I'm doing is I clone I clone that campaign into this football field over here, where it's a fresh audience, it's fresh a fresh section of that audience. Now, the the fresh section is that still part of the tar target yes. audience that you selected? Yes, because those two football fields are still in that city. You okay. see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. So those the two football fields represent different sections of the same city. It's just a different group of people. Um, within that same target audience. So, now, okay, but, one quick question because okay, so for my ad, it tells uh -huh. me. In the this is one thing I love about it. It tells you what audience is actually clicking on your on your ad. Yep. So, like when you say you exhaust the audience, how mm -hmm. do you? And you saying it's you're saying it. I guess I kind of need clarification. When when the audience is exhausted, mm -hmm. how do you? And it, I know sometimes Facebook will send you a thing that says, "Hey, you can adjust your target audience to this group because they get a little bit more traction." How does that work? Are you talking about as far as the is the timing of it or what? what yeah, like they sent me a message today, right? And they're like, "Hey, forty-four to fifty-seven-year-old women." Are the ones who are clicking your ad? You should take uh -huh. out, and it starts telling you suggested to take out other groups. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I don't always listen to you know the first thing that Facebook says because uh, they also want to make money off of you. Oh, <laughs> they true. want you to spend more. <laughs> that's true. So um, that's where I would go in and look at the data and look at the charts. Because what you're actually doing, you're in the, uh, what's called the, I think it's called the, um, the, uh, what's it called? Express, something like the Express ad creation or something like that. You're not, you're not even in like the, the main part of the ad account. 
So the main part of the ad account is where you have all the data. And uh, so when you're boosting posts or you're doing that kind of, uh, basically that quick creation, mm -hmm. um, you're, not, you're not getting all the data. You're only seeing a portion of it. So um, uh, in, in order to see all that data, you need to be on a desktop. You can't see it all in the, through the app on your phone, uh, just to let you know about that. So, so anyway, um, yes, you can see by looking at the data uh, what audience or what, uh, you know, who, <clears throat> the age group of who, you know, whether it's men or women are looking at your ad more. Um, you can see that by looking at your impressions. You know, you're going to have bigger numbers in this group than you are in this group. Mm -hmm. This group didn't do anything. This group did do something. It's basically what it comes down to. And then you just edit. Biggest question. What okay. is an impression? An impression is when an ad is placed in front of you. So when you see that ad, that's an impression. Um, so, so your impression to actually people who are clicking on your link because mm -hmm. I know that's a percentage. I don't know what that's called, what that percentage would be it, It's uh, You've got your impressions, you've got your views, and then you've got your link clicks, you've got video views, you've got image views, you've got, I mean, there's so many different... Uh, so I guess my question would be, what would you have to do to get your link, link clicks to go up off the, off the impression? Um... Spend more money would be one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other one would be make sure your copywriting is speaking to the audience properly. And there's there's a uh, a formula to that. There's a uh, what I like to do is I have basically a six step process that I um, that we write our ad copy in. And um, uh, actually, I can give that to you. So you can use it. I have it right here on my phone. Huh. The convenience. Um, let's see here. Let me pull it up for you. I wrote this out just because I um, I give this to a lot of people. So your point one is you're going to call out the audience. You guys want to take notes on this. Um, you call out the audience, point one. Point two is call out the pain point. Hold on, call out the what? The pain point, sorry, pull out the pain point. Okay. I got to get a headset. Oh, good. You said I'll have one for the point? next one. Yes. What is that? The pain point is what problem are they having that you can solve? Now, with with Airbnb, with your property, it would be uh, something to the effect of there's multiple versions you could do, but um, uh, have a last-minute stay uh, uh, in... Where are you located again? The um, like my my Airbnb where, where that I on was Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, okay. So so it'd be something to the effect of um, looking for a last minute booking in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. <clears throat> Save thirty percent, blah blah blah. So that's your pain point. Is they're looking for a last minute booking and they can't find anything. Mm. See what I'm saying? So that's your pain point. Um, that's a version of a pain point. There's multiple different ways to, uh, to do it. And then, uh, the worthy offer, which is point three would be the, you know, um, gets 40% off, uh, a four day booking 
or a three night stay, something to that effect. Okay. So then what happens is, is you go to step four, which is uh, a scarcity based action. Take this now because this offer is only good for the next 24 hours. Or you can even simplify that and say, um, offer good for 24 hours. So it's without being pushy to them. It's just letting them know, hey, this is only good for 24 hours, so you better take it. We're solving your problem right now, so make sure you get it. Get it while it's good. Um, Airbnb uses that on, on us all the time because I travel with Airbnb, and they're always like, and you look, you click on yeah. one of those cool, you're like, you better hurry. This one's not usually available. Better book quick. Right. <laughs> they know their ad copy. They know yeah. their, uh, their so, scarcity. Wow. So Airbnb pretty much promotes their own, well, promotes your listing for their own benefit, but wow. Right. Um, and this is, this is what you do with Facebook ads, and you can send this traffic to your page. Um, the other way to do it would be to, uh, there's, I'll, uh, I've got two more points I'll go over for you just so you have it all. You can use all of it, um, but I'll give you this tip also. You could also use a landing page, um, which is basically it's a one-page website. Um, we use a software called ClickFunnels. So it would be, basically be a landing page that would have the offer, and it could, they could claim that offer like a coupon they would then uh, it would then redirect them to your Airbnb page where they could put that uh, coupon code in there oh. and uh, have that savings. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This, man, it's crazy you said that. You can create coupon codes for your Airbnb? Yeah. How? What's it called? Um, if you go into... Uh, ClickFunnels is the software we use to build landing pages. It's okay. What's called landing page is when you're... I'm sure you've seen ads where you yeah, click landing. get offer or whatever or learn more and you take it takes you to a um just this one page website that's got a nice image on it uh and then it's got a you know you put your information in you click you know get coupon or give me my coupon or something like that and basically it gives you a code or it gives you a nice graphic with the code inside it you, you take that code and you go to your you know your uh your endpoint basically where you put that code in and you get your, you know, you get your product. It's the same kind of thing. So you can actually, um, you can create your own coupon codes. There's software where you can do that also. And you can actually uh, produce a coupon code for your, uh, for your customer, for your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your guest. Okay. And uh, basically they'll take that from the landing page or redirect them um, to your Airbnb page. And they have to put that, that code in the offer when they when they buy, um, which would generate not only a lot of uh, clicks, it would be really good for your SEO. It would be good, basically, for everything. You get a ridiculous amount of traffic doing that. So, so is there is there a spot in Airbnb? Like you go set up your Airbnb. There's a place that you can put coupon codes. I think so. As far as I know, I thought I saw one the other night. Okay, I've never. Uh, no, keep in mind. Let me let me make mention that um, I'm not on Airbnb right now, but I'm getting into Airbnb. So if I'm yeah. if I'm speaking into something that I don't know, I want to make sure that's clear. No, no, no. If you could, uh, yeah, no, no, you can give people offers. Like I know that for sure. Like I give people like fifty five dollars off their first day all sure. the time. But my, my biggest thing was I've been thinking about is. What if you could create your own coupon code, put it on your Airbnb? Well, yeah. it sounds like if you do it through a third party, it might work. But I'm right. Like, well, and that's um, 
that's probably what you'd have to do. Let me see if I can... What is going on here? My app isn't working right. Hmm. I just wanted to take a look because I've been on... I'm actually about ready to get into uh, Airbnb um, doing uh, subleasing. Nice, oh, nice. you do arbitrage? For arbitrage, that's what I'm wanting to do. Okay. And so I'm about to open, for the first time, open my... Uh, open an Airbnb account and uh, start doing it. Where are you located? I'm in um, Destin, Florida. Actually, Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Oh, yeah, opportunity. vacation rental. Yeah, exactly. And um, the place we're looking, there's only three units on Airbnb right now. Oh! Um, and so I'm like, Good. telling yeah. my wife, I'm like, we, uh, we kind of need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if you can find that that, that little spot uh, where it's not saturated, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not saturated here because most most people are afraid of fees and stuff, so they all do VRBO or HomeAway or something like that. And I'm like, why wouldn't you use the brand? You know, use Airbnb. <laughs> so I'm like, Shh, I'll do it. The main one, you yeah. wide open for me. Thanks. Real, but, real, um, real quick question, Eric. Cause, go for it. Because this sounds great and all, but like a lot of what a lot of people were con- would be concerned with. Is um, let's say putting it out, putting your thing out there on the internet, putting your uh, property out there on the internet, internet, especially with all the bans that are happening and all the legislation, all this stuff, and some people might not want to put their information out there. Is there a way to promote your um, property without, like, you know, <laughs> giving away where you're at, kind of thing? Sure. Um, the way you do that is rather than the the strategy that I just um, gave you. You would simply run traffic straight to your Airbnb page. Okay. So, you, so there are multiple ways to do this. That's not the only one. That's just the one. The one I gave you is just the one that converts the best. Um, because if they want to get more bookings, that's that's going to do it for sure. But if you just want to run traffic to get attention on your page, um, that's very simple to do, and it's pretty cheap too. It doesn't it doesn't cost a lot of money to do that. Yeah, I've been doing um, it for five dollars a day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you can optimize that, too. And how would you do that? Would you start a Facebook page of your property or what? Um, You would start, well, you you only need an ad account. You need to have a business page, um, have a business manager, which you have to have a business page to have a a business manager. Then you would have uh, an ad account that you'd open up. Um, It would be difficult to do to install Facebook Pixel, which is what allows you to track everything. Um, What's it called? Facebook Pixel. What a Pixel is, is basically it's a tracking code, plain and simple. It's a uh, 17-digit code. Um, It's just a series of numbers. And what you do is uh, if you had, for instance, had your own website, um, this is why I was giving you the uh, the landing page strategy because the landing page would have that tracking code in it. So then you could retarget. It's a constant cycle of um, targeting and retargeting the audience. So those that don't convert, you just retarget them until they do. Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. That's how you just keep a constant cycle of, of traffic and, uh, and conversions happening. So if they just wanted to run traffic to the page, you could do that the only issue is that unless you somehow have access to the back end of your Airbnb page to be able to um, get tracking, because if they're using SEO, I would assume, I would guess, 
that they have some kind of maybe Google Analytics or something like that in there. They've got to have Facebook Pixel in there because yeah. they have they do ads on Facebook. So if you can access that somehow, get that code into your ad account, um, you can retarget everybody that's been to your page. See, I have a question. Can you, with Google Analytics, I never even thought about doing that. Can you set up a Google Analytics to monitor your Facebook page? Um. No, because it's not. They're two different platforms. Google Analytics is uh, based on, uh, well, Google's information and other, uh, other. Uh, sorry, message just popped up and totally distracted me. Um, Google Analytics is based on different analytics. Now you can see your website data and what's going on. Um, fact, there might be a way to do that. What I'm used to and what I know best is Facebook Pixel. So I would, um, I'd actually, I'd, I'll ask my team for you and get back to you uh, another time to see if we can do that because that's that's something that um, typically what you do is you'd run Google traffic and then you'd retarget that traffic because you'd have Pixel both pixels on your or both tracking codes on your website, and if you had organic traffic coming through Google, they'd go to your page where you'd get the information, the, the targeting data from uh, Facebook Pixel as well, then you'd retarget them with Facebook ads. I know how to do it. And then retarget them with Google. <laughs> I, I just figured out how to do it. I'm sorry, I have a brain of an engineer. I just figured out how to do it. I do the same thing. Yeah, if you, pretty much if you, like right now I have a, uh, I don't have a landing page. I have a, a, I have a website that redirects to my Facebook page, to my Airbnb page. Okay. So, yeah. I can just put the, Google yep. Analytics yep. on the website, and then that's going to tell you everyone going over to the other page, right? Right. I would recommend having both Facebook Pixel and Google Analytics on there, because if you're running, I've heard of this. Uh, you have to have well, you have to have a business manager and an ad account to be able. To I have both. You do okay. Yeah. So what you do <laughs> is you. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Sorry. <laughs> you go into um, your settings. And you'll see, uh, like, you'll see people, partners, roles, all that stuff in the business manager. And then you'll see a little thing down low that says pixel, and you go create a pixel. It'll generate a pixel, and then you can either install it yourself um, manually or uh, create the code for a developer to go in and do it. But you can do it yourself. It's not that difficult. Okay. So you use that data, and then you can set up um, tracking events in the uh, in the events creator, and you can basically um, track every single link click and every single thing that's viewed on your uh, on your website. So if they're clicking buy now, if they're clicking more information, if they're whatever they're doing, you can track every single move and have all those data points, and then you can retarget every single one of those data points. Right. And then I didn't even get to the fun part yet. <laughs> If you have a list of past customers, let's say over the last two years or so, like an email list, uh, if you just have name, phone number, and email, you can convert that to convert that to a CSV file, upload it to Facebook, and create what's called a lookalike audience. That lookalike audience is a clone of your past customers, and and you can go to the one uh, percent uh, of the lookalike is basically the closest to your customer, like the closest identity to your customer. Um, 
to your ideal customer. So you take that and you can create uh, basically those look like audiences and market to them and then start retargeting them. And your cost is going to be lower because it already has the data. This it'll cut your cost in half. Insane. Insane. And then you can do multiple look like audiences and you can go from 1% all the way up to 10%. So you go 1%, 1 to 2%, 2%, 2 to 3%, 3 to 4, 4 to 5, 5 to 6, all the way up to 10% um, of, uh, of the look like, which basically what happens is it takes nationwide throughout the U.S., basically uh, a percentage of the population. And then what you do is you narrow that down to the geographic area you want to target. <clears throat> the thing you don't want to do is you don't want to target more than, for instance, with real estate, we never target more than one or two cities per campaign because the more data you ask uh, from Facebook, you ask for from Facebook, the more you're going to pay for it. So what we'll do is if we're going to target four cities, for example, we'll set up four separate campaigns and then we'll use the money we're saving on that uh, cost per lead <clears throat> and do more uh, more targeting with the ad copy and ask them to do more things, which gives us more data and lets us know how you know hot of a lead they are. So what exactly, okay, because like when you set up a Facebook ad, and this goes back to what you were just saying about, I guess, kind of being too broad or be targeting a city. Mm -hmm. So right now, on my Arkansas Airbnb, my Little Rock Airbnb, I purposely just targeted every single surrounding state, which Arkansas believes touches most states. Is that too broad? Because Facebook tells you, it's, of course, it's not too broad, but would that be too right. broad? What's the population size for, for one area that you target? <clears throat> Entire state of Texas. Holy wow. Uh, yeah, you want to you want to narrow that down um, in sections because if you're again you're asking for all that data, um, it takes more time and it takes more money. So if you start, let's say in the closest proximity, let's just say let's throw out an example Dallas. Let's take Dallas. It's a uh, competitive market. Um, last I heard, which was <laughs> six years ago, uh, the population of the metro area was like 10 million or something like that, um, which is mind-boggling for one city. So what you'd want to do, <clears throat> there's, I'm, I think the data starts coming through my mind here, so you have to excuse me. You target one city with a 50-mile radius, let's say, and that's probably going to give you a population of, you probably want to be somewhere between, probably around 500,000, I would say. You don't want to be more than a million, million and a half at most, million and a half at max, because what will happen is your costs will start going up again. What you could actually do, this is a little bit more of an advanced strategy for you, but you could do what's called geofencing, where um, you take basically three cities, basically make a triangle like this. You have one city, one city, one city. You cross-section. It looks like this. You cross-section uh, and create a fence of geo-targeting. Uh, that's that's geo-fencing, and it's geo-hunting at the same time. So you're basically hunting for people that are going to be most interested, and you're fencing them in. So it's like no matter where they go, they're being hit. They're being targeted. 
it's a lot more advanced, um, and it's it'll run your costs up a little bit, but you're really going to narrow down your audience, and you're going to get some insane results from it. Now, on the actual targeting the interests, you don't want to narrow down your targeting too much on the interests and behavior because what happens, again, is it's more data. You're asking for, uh, for more data from Facebook, so it's going to cost you more. So you want to keep that a little bit more broad. Pick maybe, I would say, up to four interests. Maybe narrow by one interest, uh, like a narrowed interest. Um, keep age. I keep age wide open. Target men and women, English speaking. Uh, I would say is best unless you you know uh, want to broaden that a little bit more, which you can. Um, so that's that's one way you go about it, and. Uh, you can get some pretty insane results with that, especially if you're doing look like audiences. Can I hop on real quick here? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> Mike, Micah mentioned earlier. I, I, I was um, I was texting with him earlier about. Um, I, I said something like, you know, I I, I love you know the the military military people that have rented my house. I mean, they they keep it freaking. They and they leave. It's perfect. It's clean. I mean, they're really respectful. Yeah. I, I said I want to. I'd like to have more of them. I might just put on there, you know, 10% discount for them. And then Micah sure. mentioned, oh, he gets a lot of military people coming through at Little Rock. And I'm like, so knowing that little tidbit that he actually gets a lot of military people, what could he do to maximize that? Target military people. So it's <laughs> not simple. But like, what, like how? I mean, I guess you can go on you Facebook can, and then say, hey, send this out to military can, people. Uh, if it's uh, in the interest you can find it in interest, but you can also call it out in the ad copy. So if you call it out in, in the ad copy, if you mention military in the ad copy, um, that's going to help reduce the cost a little bit so you don't have to target quite as uh, specifically asking Facebook for data. This is where, again, good copywriting comes in handy because you don't have to rely so much on data from Facebook. You can let your ad copy do most of the heavy lifting and then just ask Facebook for a little bit of data. So basically what happens is Facebook gets, gets the audience for you, but you're doing half the work because you're the one that's, that's calling them out and targeting them with your words and with your visual. Um, and Facebook is just basically putting you in front of them or in the vicinity of them. Once you flip that and go the other way where you're making Facebook do more of the work, your costs are going to go up. So it's that fine that balancing of cost versus results and that's really how you do it yeah see i'm gonna have that military to the interest because right now i'm targeting i mainly i just use airbnb as the interest well airbnb airbnb is going to also target other um home hosts yeah that's a good point so if you target you could you could still do that because there's still a lot of people interested in airbnb searching for properties um, what you could do is exclude, go into the exclude um, interests and exclude uh, Airbnb hosts if it'll, if it'll allow you to do that. So you can exclude other hosts from the targeting and only target those that are actually interested in a stay. Yeah, because I've had a few hosts send me messages yep. saying, oh, this looks like my place or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh. That's yeah. why. Because yeah. Airbnb, Airbnb interests is, um, is a broad targeting which is going to catch everybody so just if you're going to do it that way just exclude um airbnb hosts or owners however however it would say it 
Another, another thing. It'll cost you a little more, but sorry, go ahead. Another thing, like um, speaking of something actionable that that our our listeners could do without you know diving into the whole you know trying it, it's getting it gets a little complicated what you what y'all are talking about you it know gets targeting a lot and caging and hunting and all this stuff yeah. it sounded I mean I know Micah's nerding out over there but <laughs> oh yeah yeah but yeah. but but our like let's say an average listener that's like just getting into this and like wow it's a lot sure. of information but because. Micah told me a long time ago that he um, what he does with his what he's done with his listings is um, he he'll clone them sometimes. Yep. And and so and that kind of when you were talking about you know send you know the like a, an advertisement gets stale and you got to change it up or whatever when I, I automatically thought about my my listing and, and what my cover page is you know my my, my the first picture that people see mm-hmm. and I'm like I wonder I wonder. If that has the same effect, people, you know, that are looking for a property for, you know, for the, you know, people might look for a couple of weeks for to find the perfect property. Who knows? I yeah. do. You know, I, I do that. Mm-hmm. The vacation's out. I might look for a couple of weeks. But if you keep seeing the same one and it doesn't tickle your interest, but there's a way you can, I mean, well, Facebook lets you clone. Would it, would it be worth it to clone your property like maybe three or four times with different um uh, first, the different picture on the heading, you know what I'm saying? And then. Absolutely. Absolutely. I w- what I would do is I would set up. I would set up <clears throat> one campaign with. This is going to be a little bit technical because that, that's not a beginner. That's not a beginner question. If you don't know what you're doing in, your, um, in the ads manager, you're not going to understand this. Trust me. It took me. A year to learn this um, what you would do is you would go within the campaign you'd go within the ad set because the ad set has everything that makes up an ad so that that includes everything that includes your targeting that includes your audience your audience size your ad that's that's an ad set it makes up the entire it's part of the engine so mm-hmm. to speak um, you can duplicate what's called duplicating or clone the ad itself and just have a different creative and have five different ads of the same ad same copy same excuse me same copywriting but just put a different image or video in each one so you can speak to different parts of the audience okay you can do the same thing with the copywriting so you can have the same image or video in five different ads but have different copywriting in each one so you can speak written word to different parts of the audience. I, I, I guess what, I, what I'm getting at is um, just having your property on Airbnb itself. And, you know, like I said, they let you clone it. So I'll make uh-huh. five different um, clones of, of my mm-hmm. same property, right? Oh, you're talking about and within Airbnb? Within uh, the Airbnb thing. Because they don't okay, have... I thought you were talking about yeah, they don't have the most complicated. Um, I mean, it tells you how many sure. views your your things getting, and how, of course, how many bookings. But if you could make like five different ones with a different lead-in picture, okay. Here Here's we go. what you do. Here Here's what you do. So, if you have, let's say, you have, I hope you have a ton of pictures. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Good quality pictures are what sell. Period. Doesn't matter what platform you're on. If you're advertising, pictures, quality pictures and video sell. So if you have, let's say, 50 pictures, you don't have to use all 50 of them. But if you have, if you can clone, let's say, 10 times, use a different image on each one. 
And whichever one starts converting the best, which means you're getting more uh, bookings, um, you optimize that. So then you, uh, I would take, let's say there's, let's say five out of ten images convert better. So five of the ten convert, be- convert better than the other five. Take those five and put them on all the listings. So I have five listings or five clones or 10 clones with those images. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So clone, it, so clone it as many times as you can, as many times as they'll let you, use a different image on each one, and see which ones uh, do better. And whichever one does the best, you take that one and put it on all. Nice, nice. Uh, so Micah, going to you, because you have, you have experience with cloning. Um, how would that affect like people booking one of them and then someone books another one does do they automatically speak to each other so you won't get a double booking no you just link the calendars you that's what the, i was gonna say yeah just link the calendars and you'll never come across no problems no not if you link the calendar you ain't gonna get double booked now taking it off platform and you're doing that then you just have to link those calendars as well Oh, okay. And I kind of, and I kind of want to. I'm gonna because maybe this will probably inspire some people to watch the YouTube. I'm gonna share my screen, and maybe uh, Eric can give us some pointers. Because this is what I did. Like I'm gonna share real quick. Let's do it. And here we go. I'm gonna share my screen. This is what this is the ad I created. You guys see my screen here? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this is the ad I created, pretty much, and. I got 225 clicks, clicks, 2.7K mm-hmm. people reach, 2,700 yep. people reach. Yep. Um, hold on, which screen? That's is over it? five days? Yeah, $20.28 over five days. I just have a yep. $5 continuous budget. And what I did was I just grabbed all the states from around me. And most of the people, of course, are from Texas to 1,500. And so also this is how you can make sure this works. Here's my performance on Airbnb with the property right here, Little Rock Airbnb. It went Phenomenal. up 70%. Imagine if you're using the main ad account or the main ad manager, I mean, with all the uh, the data and stats. Yeah. And I'm just doing that off. I don't even know. I know. I know. That's that's what I was saying earlier. You you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I just kind of yeah. wanted to. Uh, Pull it back up again. Pull your Facebook okay. account back up. Okay. Okay, go to your, um, go to your, uh, do you have your business manager up? Business yeah, manager. Okay, go to uh, business.facebook.com. It'll give you some, some value here. The ty- yeah, type it into the browser, business.facebook.com. Okay, right there, down there, business manager. Right okay. <clears throat> um, let's see. Go up to you. You should have an ad account set up. Yeah, I do. Oh, you okay? Go to your ad account. Oh, on your ad manager. I mean, not the ad account. The ad manager. Go up to the business manager. Click on the three lines, top left, right there. Click on that. Okay, go down to ads manager. Okay, so you don't have an ad manager set up yet. Don't. Nope. So you, uh, I would recommend that you set up an official ad account, which okay. is that center button. Uh, scroll down a little bit. See that? Add ad account. 
<clears throat> if you don't have an account. So the ad the ad account ID. I'll take you through this step another time uh, when we're yeah, off yeah. the podcast because this will take a little bit of time to produce this. But you're not even running like an official ad account yet. So your results will your results Way better skyrocket. I'll help you out with this. <laughs> but I just kind of want to I wanted the the yeah. see like the, it literally works. So so think about for for your audience speaking to your audience right now. He's not even using an official ad account in the in the business manager, which is really where a lot of this comes from. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like um, this is like be- beginner version before you step into like the ocean. You're in the pool before you get into the ocean. Mm. Yeah. So if you're seeing those kind of results and you really don't know <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> on that, think about this. Think about the leverage this gives you. I mean, I bet you when we get into the ad account, and we, I'll set up. A, I'll walk you through and set up a campaign with you. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised to see your results double. I mean, I I can easily see that happening. I just had. I was with a um, a customer the other day, and uh, what we did was we created a. I created a video campaign. Video views is what it's called. And I'll show you this stuff when, when we set the ad account. It's video view. So basically what you do is you're creating an ad that's a video. Yeah. Right? No call to action. Just the video with some ad copy. I let that run for a week on five bucks a day. And um, after, well, I let it run for 10 days. After that 10 days, I created a retargeting uh campaign that was going to retarget those that watched at least 75% of that first video. So I retargeted them with um, a lead form. Now this is, this doesn't, this isn't like uh, what you do for Airbnb, but this was a, this is a consumer product that somebody would come and buy, but it's a high ticket product. We're talking about, you know, average sale price of $15,000. Okay. And it's a product that the 1% would buy and they buy them with cash. Okay. Um, so what I did was retarget them with what's called a Facebook lead form. And what it does is just collects information. You can ask them. You can basically put a quiz in it so they answer some questions. And retargeted them with this, produced four highly qualified leads within three days. On I think we spent like three or 400 bucks. And three of those leads were buyers. Um, one of those buyers I know came in uh, last week and I believe there are three um, purchases in the process that are about $50,000 in revenue question then because now you got me thinking those bandit signs that real estate investors leave out you don't even need those anymore right that's you that's, can literally use Facebook. You can use Facebook. But that's one thing what I, that I tell realtors, because we work with realtors mostly. I'm like, why would you spend a thousand or two or three thousand dollars on farming the neighborhood, sending a mailer, when it takes eighteen months before you even get any kind of result or phone call 
usually on average, when we could just drop a pin in a Facebook ad and send an ad to the whole neighborhood and just keep retargeting them until they do something on five bucks a day. So real quick question. How, how do we get Live, Let, Thrive to be the number one podcast in the world? We do some insane advertising. <laughs> That's what you do. Insane <laughs> you advertising. Some insane advertising. What you do is you drive them to a, uh, you drive them to a landing page. And um, you, could, you could also get more guests on that way. So have a book now. You know, hey, want to be a guest on uh, Live, Let, Thrive? Here's what we're talking about. We're looking for such and such. If you fit that and uh, you feel you can add value to the audience, blah, 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 click here to learn more. They click learn more, takes them to a landing page, and it says, um, uh, if you're this, you can basically call out who your audience is, who you want to have on the show, or who you want to watch the show. You can say book now or watch now. And uh, basically, they, you could watch now. It could link to. Uh, it could take them to another spot and pull up a video, pull up a YouTube video. They could watch right there on the landing page, or take them straight to YouTube from there, or take them wherever you want them to go. And you get views. Views are the most important thing for you guys. And then just spread the word. That's how you do it. Build audience and then be on all platforms. You guys, you guys should be on. Uh, you know. LinkedIn, uh, um, Snap, TikTok, um, obviously YouTube. Uh, keep yeah, keep up on Facebook, um, Instagram. I know you're on there. Twitter, uh, Quora, Twitter. Um, you know more podcast stations. You know. I gotta get on a. What's that thing called where you can manage all your social media accounts? Um, I have. No idea, because there's so many of them out there right now. Oh, yeah, I know it is. There's tons of them. Mm. I'm, that's one thing I'm wanting to do uh, at some point here is uh, hire someone to manage all of it. Now, I want to, I still want, I'm like Gary Vee and, uh, and Grant Cardone. I still <laughs> manage everything myself, but for the, for the daily task, have someone that's doing that. Now, Instagram, I love doing like Instagram and Facebook myself. Um, people don't always expect the uh, instant interaction. I usually surprise people because I just jump right on. Like, oh, what? <laughs> this is thing with Instagram, especially with us having a podcast where it's video. Yeah. IGTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still only you have to get to like what ten thousand to make it an hour long video. Um, something like that. But so I it's like kind of help you with like, that. You're still like it's, it takes us a lot of work to get on IGTV because we have to narrow our videos down yeah. to ten minutes. Which well, is- what you do is you would do a uh, do it Gary V does. So you do an hour long podcast like this. You okay. put the video and audio on YouTube, and then you take a, a snippet out for Instagram for the feed. You take a clip out for stories. You take. Uh, 10 minute out or 20 minute out for IGTV. <clears throat> you take um, a, a part of it out, you know, another snippet for LinkedIn, and then you have some long form written word there. So you, you take one 
it's a pyramid concept. You take the largest portion here, and then you just segment it bits and pieces yeah. and snippets out and, and have them posted. Yeah, because I have about we have about eight hundred LinkedIn followers. Yeah, pretty good. That's what I would. That's what I'd be doing. See, but I need to broadcast. I need to make a. You can make podcast pages on LinkedIn, right? I think so. Now you have uh, LinkedIn Live. Actually, I think you have to get. Oh, um, I think you have to have a thousand followers or a thousand connections, and you can uh, you can set up LinkedIn Live now. Wow. Oh yeah, I mean, I should have. What I should have done when I said that is I should have went. Cause it's my light. I just turned my light on. Light bulb. Went. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. All right, all right, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. So now we're nerding out a little bit. Um, you're familiar with Joe Rogan, right? Oh yeah, he's got oh, one of the podcasts. yeah one of the top podcasts in the world, if not yeah. the top podcast in the world. Like on the planet, it's awesome, dude. And um and he and he has a big and what he does, he drops his the newest podcast on YouTube first, mm-hmm. and then he puts it out there as a podcast to the world. And so you, if you want to catch it early, which a lot of people do, often they got to watch the YouTube, right? And they might watch yeah. it, hear it again later when they're driving in the car. But um, what I've noticed, because I am, I do, I subscribe to him on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've noticed I look up, you know, anything like, I don't know, it could be anything, dude. It could be something like, um, I'll, okay, Elon Musk, uh, you know, SpaceX. or I look up something like that and see what's out there on, in YouTube. And, and underneath, one of the top ones will be, you know, Joe Rogan speaks with Elon Musk about SpaceX. <laughs> and it's like, and it's just a small snippet about that particular conversation. Or yep. if I, I look up a boxer, or I look up Conor McGregor or something, and it says Joe Rogan speaks about Conor McGregor with so-and-so. It's like, so yeah. there's someone out there that's chopping his stuff up to bits and then throwing it in segments onto it's YouTube. It's an editor. Yeah, it's an editor. Wow. They go and they just edit those. That's what all the, all the influencers on, on YouTube do. That's what Grant does. It's what Gary does. It's what they all do. Gary actually has, and I'd recommend taking a look at it, he's got um, his his deck basically what the name of it is but it's on like on his website it's an 86 page uh like a presentation basically that shows you exactly how he does his content um i'd grab that if i were you just just google uh gary v 86 page or something like that um his content it's his content deck i think is what it's called uh if you look that up that is all you would ever need for producing content and, you know, editing it, listening to your, I mean, everything. I think, I think Gary is one of the masters of content because the way he does it. I mean, the way I love and my, my goal in the next couple of years is to be able to hire a videographer to just follow me around, document my day. That's what I'm huge on, um, on Instagram and Facebook because of the fact that I can post stories and I can just like say, "Hey, here's what's going on." Like, you, you know, we're uh, we're searching for a, a new home ourselves, as well as some you know, rental properties and stuff, and some Airbnb properties. And so we go into this um, this condo unit we're looking at, right? We get to the front desk, and I just turn on a um, uh, IG story, and I just like pan around at the end. I just look at a smile, like, "Guess what?" And then you know, shut it off. <laughs> and um, and I just start getting it just. It's it's the views, you know, getting the attention, and that's one thing that uh, that all the very wealthy people like uh, Grant, like Gary and uh, Elon, all those guys are really good at getting attention. 
And as Grant says, money follows attention. So if you're wanting success, you need to get attention. And one thing that uh, that I say, because with my agency, what we're what I'm doing is I've I've gone through a reset. I've basically hit the reset button on my agency. I used to be, uh, I changed business models, and I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this right, the way I see the future going, I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to do a renovation, complete renovation, change everything. So I've changed everything. I've hired a team. We basically got uh, 25 people now, all outsourced, because I'm automating my business 100%. I'm pulling myself out of the sales process because I want to build it and I want to grow it. I want to scale it. So I've automated everything. And, um, you know, for our work week. So this is actually the practice of that and the implementation of that for an agency. And it's really interesting because there's a lot of, there's moving parts in there. So normally with Facebook ads, most agencies would, they would uh, have a consultation call and try to do a hard sell with somebody right on the phone. And then it's a, you know, it's an ego thing for a marketer in the groups that I'm, that I'm in. And I see all this in my industry. It's an ego thing to go in and say, Hey, I just closed a, you know, $50,000 per month deal plus this, plus this and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, this is a broken system. You can't scale this. You're binding people to a contract. Nobody wants to be tied to a contract for money like that. Um, and, and there's a bunch of other things. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to change this. I'm going to go Amazon and everybody. I'm going to create the Amazon for, for digital advertising. So that's what we're doing. So we're building a new platform. It's basically, it's a new website. They'll be able to buy leads directly from the website, uh, buy landing pages, all that stuff. And by the way, that wasn't meant to be a promotion. That was actually meant to be um, talking about how you can implement 4-Hour Workweek into any business. You can do it for your podcast. It's the same thing. It's just a matter of understanding the business model and then implementing it. It's, that's what ads are, too. It's a way to automate your business. You automate sales. So when you want to grow your Airbnb business, you start getting some advertising in there. You don't have to watch the advertising every day. It's producing traffic for you. It's getting the attention. And money follows attention. Yes, sir. And when you focus on the customer, money follows. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Um, Real quick, so, you, so you've never done Airbnb before? I've stayed at Airbnbs, but I've never had an Airbnb business. You've never hosted one? I've never hosted before, and that's what I'm I'm okay. really wanting to get into the rental arbitrage. And and now this is what, because um, I was asking Micah the other day how to, you know, I just I just started one. You know, I've done it before, but I just started mm-hmm. one, and I'm way down in the, in the rankings. And he uh, he informed me. I, I, I said I need some. I probably need you know get a couple friends and give me some reviews, whatever. Get the five star thing going on. And mm-hmm. um, he said that they don't even look at that. You, you can go and tell it, Micah. That the fate the Airbnb doesn't even look at rank um, reviews yeah, anymore. And in, in your area, no. You're you're sat. You're in a saturated market. So your first page viewing is you. You still have a new. Your your listing still shows up as new. So you get a boost to the top. So I was telling you to keep that boost. You need to worry about SEO, not reviews. That don't, crap don't matter in DFW, man. It's 3,000 super hosts. They don't and, care. And when you say worry about SEO, and you're talking about what Eric's telling us, try to get as many um, you know, Correct. and many people you going to your get, page as possible. Exactly. you got to get people going to your page. So the first, the second day of my boosting of doing the SEO stuff, I got a 20-day booking. PPC. Yeah, PPC. <laughs> pay-per-click. Yeah, pay-per-click. <laughs> 
So the second day of my advertisement, I got a 20-day booking like that. And I was like, dang. And then when I start looking at the impressions, it went, It says, hey, you're on the first page. This is how many first page impressions you got. This is how it went up. And isn't it insane how cheap it was? Five bucks. That's crazy. Five bucks. <laughs> it's crazy. Five bucks. So if you do that, for, so if you do that for a month, that's 150 bucks for a month. You would pay that. That's and what's your and what's your return on that? You'll easily care oh. two grand a month. <laughs> so 150 bucks turns into two grand. That's more than a 10x return. <laughs> and you don't even know what you're doing yet. <laughs> all right, Mike. All right, all right, Micah. To bring it all back, tell our listeners how they could. Like just today, do some simple things to to amp up their Airbnb listing. Like just to get up to the top, what I would do is, but I'm gonna just tell you what I did. I just targeted. Go find your recent, your past guests. Find out where they're coming in from. I just lumped them into a location. Like I just seen, okay, they're coming from Missouri and Texas. So the let me actually tell you the first part of that. I knew all my guests were coming from Dallas and Houston, so I purposely targeted Dallas and Houston. Yep, worked. Work okay. great. Uh, th- to break it down before that, you have to make a page. You made a Facebook page for your listing. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I made so, a Facebook so, page. So go on Facebook, make a page for your listing. Facebook. I created a Facebook page. Once I had the Facebook page up, I also created an Instagram page. Yep. And once I was done, I created, I put on my page a call to action button called Book Now. Yep. That Book Now, when you click it, it takes you to my direct Airbnb page for that listing. Then I created an advertisement for that book now. So that advertisement, it showed like I created a video, of a slideshow of photos of the Airbnb. It gave them, so when people scroll past, they see this slideshow. And then they see, hey, you can book now. And it has like, hey, here's the newest Little Rock Airbnb, the best Airbnb. If you're coming to Little Rock, book your next vacation. Click book now, shoots them to the Airbnb page. And I got 200, right now I'm at like 230 clicks, and I started that four days ago. Mm-hmm. Five bucks. Dang. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you know, I just like, because it was oh, funny, because I was talking to him in a group, Eric in a group, because I was asking about, because everyone kept saying, you got to get on the Facebook ads, SEO, and all this pay-per-click, and I was like, all right. So I, I went and asked, and then Eric hopped on, he's like, yeah, I have a Facebook ad agency, it works. You know, I've tried it, and like that, works. That is awesome. Well, I, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work on that some more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we've been at this for a while, and um, I know there's a lot of interest, uh, guests, um, guests, a lot of listeners that want to know how to get a hold of you, Eric, and um, maybe, um, well, you know, acquire your services. And so, <laughs> and so, yeah, how can people get a hold of you? Um, I am on Facebook at Eric J. Pierce. Pierce is P-E-A-R-C-E. Um, also Instagram, same thing, Eric J. Pierce, LinkedIn, Eric Pierce, and um, my website is piercemediagroup.com, and those are the best ways to reach me, or they can even email me, eric at piercemediagroup.com. Awesome. Anything, anything, um, anything to add to uh, any, any, any tidbits for our, for our listeners? Let, let me... Uh, I actually didn't give you the last two points of the six oh, yeah, yeah, step yeah. process of ad copy. So um, I'll, I'll give you the last two and then I'll just do a quick overview. Um, number five was a clear focused photo. So high quality photo or video. 
HD video is best. 4K if you can, if you can figure that out. Um, and then number six is just repeating the word the author. So there's this little thing in the bottom where you can put uh, a headline, and it's it's the part when you're looking at a post. It's down at the bottom where you normally see like a link or like a book now or something like that. Uh, repeat the offer. So if it's thirty percent off for a, a three night stay, repeat. Um, get your thirty percent off for your three night stay or whatever something like that. So first point was call out the audience. So that's hey Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey Little Rock, something like that. Um, number two is call out the pain point. Whatever that is, if that's you know late booking or last second booking or you know can't find anything for such and such time, so that way if you have like let's say you have ten days that aren't booked in your calendar, you can basically leverage that. So you can say, are you looking for a booking between this date to this date? <clears throat> Save uh, you know thirty percent off uh, from these days to these days, you know something to that effect. So you can actually leverage what what bookings you're missing in the ad copy and basically put it in their mind that that's when they want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just the way it works. And then uh and then your scarcity based action, um uh you know, get this in twenty four hours or whatever, or um the one I said earlier which was like uh offers good for the next twenty four hours, the next forty eight hours or something like that. And then what you can do is you can actually go back after that time expires and say well, guys, we've decided to extend the off to extend the offer for an extra twenty four hours. We've only got two days left, so make sure you uh, book now. Something like that. You see what I'm saying? So you can keep reusing that. Um, number five is the again the clear focused photo or the uh, high resolution video HD, um, and then repeat that offer, and that's going to be good. And then just either do a book now uh, if you really want to put some pressure on, but learn more. Uh, oftentimes kind of relieves that pressure but allows them to make the decision to, to move forward. They don't feel as much pressure. Less likely to lose bookings that way or lose views, page views um, if it's a learn more because book now is like, you got to do it now. So they feel less pressure by being able to say learn more. Like, okay, now where do I get this discount? How do I do this? Learn more. Okay. So it kind of flows with that theme a little bit more. Does that make sense? That's That's perfect sense. That's awesome. Cool. By the way, here's another quick tip if you want to get direct bookings. What you can do is on your Facebook page that you create, like let's say you create Arlington Short-Term Rental or Arlington Airbnb, you can put a call now button on there. Yep. They call you directly off the ad, then you take a direct booking. And you can do that um, off the paid ads as well. It's called Click to Call or CTC, and you use the reach uh, objective, because it's the only one you can use it on, and you can actually create an ad that they can, if it's, if you want to create an urgent type of message where it's like uh, book in the next 10 hours or something like that, or if you call now, we'll give you such and such discount, but it's got to be a really good offer to do that, and then you can just have the click uh, click to call they can tap it, they call you right up here's the only problem with that, nobody nobody likes to talk on the telephone anymore right and that's why a lot of people don't use that. They'd rather go to information, get their coupon, then go to your page and book. Yeah. But, but you can always test it for five bucks a day. You know? Right, 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 right. You never know. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Especially if you have an older audience. That's a pretty good test. Oh. <laughs> well, it's been a great show. What do you think, Micah? Yeah, yeah it's been a good show. We, man. we need to have him back on for uh, part two. 
Yeah, yeah, we gotta have a part two with you. I'm uh, I'm definitely about to be advertising a few things and up in my ad game. I'm down. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe next time what we can do is we could uh, we could do a recording or do a um, a live like a a quick campaign build or something like that. Yeah, man, we can turn it into a webinar. Yeah. Oh dang, that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, let's do <laughs> it. Right. Definitely. Well, all right, EJP. Eric J. Pierce, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Definitely, man. And uh, you can check us out at liveletthrive.com, IG, Facebook. We're always on there. Hit Live us up. Liveletthrive at gmail.com. Hit us, throw some emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also uh, YouTube. Definitely check this one out on YouTube. You got to check this one out because when I showed you how those ads work, you got to check that out. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Live, let, thrive. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.